Hi, it's Editing Rachel. I just want to let you know our episodes have been getting like really screwed up from like editing shit. It's a whole thing. But anyway, the point of this is that this episode, um, it doesn't really have an intro. It just kind of starts. So um, I'm very sorry about that. Um, it, it is what it is. Okay, bye. Hi, this is Rachel from The NeverEnding Sleepover. If you want to keep up with us or view the content that is connected to each episode, you can head over to Instagram and follow us at never underscore ending underscore sleepover underscore podcast. We know the name is pretty long, but everything else is taken. Next time you need to go shopping but can't make it to the store, head over to Instacart using our link provided in the episode notes and also in our Instagram bio. Using our link will let Instacart know that we sent you and you'll receive free delivery on your first order of $35 and up. I'm going to tell you about the history of pole dancing. I mean, right now, it's like pole dancing. You're like, yeah, strippers. But, like, it's more than that. And it actually has a really interesting history. Nice. That doesn't start with, like, I mean, not that there's anything wrong with this, but it doesn't start with anything sexual. Right. Um, so, although erotic pole dancing is extremely common, um, pole dancing itself is actually an art form for all ages that combines acrobatics with dance. Mm -hmm. And a lot of girls and women that I've worked with or danced with have always been have always said something about how, like, in the U.S. it's considered an adult dance form, but in other countries it's not actually considered to be an adult dance form. Right. Um, it's a regular, like, dance acrobatic. Mm. Um, Interesting. Yeah. And if you want to explore that as an erotic um, expression, you can, just like you can with any other dance. Right. But that's not inherently what it is, which I think mm. is cool. Um, but I do also think, though, that teenagers 16 and up should be able to safely explore their sexuality through pole dancing. Yeah. Um, but it had a... Pole dancing has had, like, a huge push in its community to have it represented in the Olympics as, an reg- as like, a verified sport. There is so much worldwide involvement in the sport that there's so many organized teams already, and there's competitions, there's solo performers, there's yeah. duos, Damn. and they have the same lifestyle as any training athlete. Um, in 2017, it was officially recognized as a sport by the Olympic Committee, but it's still working on what's considered the necessary requirements to complete. Which compete, which it must be a member of the World Anti-Doping Agency, which it is, um, and it must be a full member of the GAISF, which is partially, it's partially part of that, but there's some, it's like not totally, mm. it's like, it's not totally a member, um, and it must have about 50 national federations, but it only has about 20 mm. at the moment. I see. So... It kind of sucks because it should be considered, but there's, like, those little hurdles that are a little bit annoying. Yeah. So there's Malakam, which is, if you trace pole dancing back to the farthest you can, it goes back 800 years to a traditional Indian sport called Malakam, 
which, according to Wikipedia, is a traditional sport originating from the Indian subcontinent in which a gymnast performs aerial yoga or gymnastic postures and wrestling grips in concert with a vertical, stationary, or hanging wooden pole, cane, or rope. The word malakam also refers to the pole used in the sport. The pole is usually made from shisham, which is Indian rosewood, which is polished with castor oil. Mm. So the name malakam derives from the term mala, which means wrestler, and kam, which means pole, so pole wrestler. Mm. The term refers to the traditional training implement used by wrestlers, and on April 9th of 2013, the Indian state of Madhya Pradesh declared Malakam the state sport. Oh, which is pretty very cool. fun. Yeah, and as of 2017, more than 20 other states in India have followed suit. And it was first included in the National Gymnastics Championship in 1958. Wow. So it's not included anymore, and pole dancing is not recognized by the Olympics, but at least the National Gymnastics Championship did include it. At one point or another. At one point or another. So then there's Chinese pole, which has two poles, silicone or powder-coated, so they could be fully closed during the pole dancing. Um, The athlete would do tricks and inverts and also jump between both poles. Which is wow. kind of like what those girls do in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Um, silicone or what? Silicone or powder coated. Powder coated, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, lesser known and debated origins. So, the first of these influential origins is rumored to be African tribal dance, where a woman used a large wooden pole representing a phallus to dance for the man they were promised to. This dance was meant to simulate intercourse, showing their soon-to-be husbands they were fertile and ready for marriage. Some claim that an ancient Sumerian myth may have first depicted may have been the first depiction of a striptease. Mm. Inanna, the goddess of love, is told to have adorned herself in robes and jewels in her descent into the underworld. And at each of the seven gates, she removed an article of clothing or piece of jewelry. Though the story does not depict a pole-like object, there is a chance that it could have influenced many cultures' dance. Mm. So I just think that's interesting. Very interesting. Um, it also kind of reminds me of the Lil Nas X music video. Yeah. He's going down <laughs> through hell on the that's pole. That's funny, yeah. 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 Pole dancing in the USA. Hoochie coochie shows. Pole dancing was known as a traveling sideshow act around 1830 to 1970. These dancers were mostly Gawazi dancers from Egypt. These little Egypt, in quotes, traveling sideshows were brought to American circuses and commonly put on by dancers of primarily Middle Eastern or Eastern European gypsy heritage. Mm. These hoochie-coochie or kuda-kuda dances were a big source of entertainment for the 18th century. While performing in a tent, they soon realized that they could utilize the main pole in the middle and would climb to the top and spin around the pole and perform tricks on the way down to draw a larger audience. The rich jewelry, short skirts, and exposed midriffs caused a stir in the era while the, where the women were dressed modestly in corsets and petticoats, and the term hoochie-coochie caught on quickly as it is a catch-all to describe the sexually provocative belly-like dancing. Very interesting. From, so Polypedia had a nice little bit about mm. that. 
That was fun. Coochie. Yeah. So in the 1950s, with bars and clubs burlesque grew in, popu- grew in popularity, right. uh, a, a large influence of the on the world. And had a large influence on the world of erotic performance and, like, bars in the club industry. Yeah. So burlesque is... Burlesque is pole dancing without the pole, honestly. Yeah. So, in the 2000s, Sheila Kelly popularized the term pole fitness and made the first instruction workout video of pole fitness. She opened a studio in Los Angeles, which helped spread the pole fitness craze to the U.S. But with pole fitness, we know kind of comes the um tension between the pole community there's mm-hmm. the people that are like it's a form of exercise and then there's the people that like don't call other women whores right so competitions mm. the first pole dance competition is recognized as the olympics which i think is a cute very name. cute that was held by deja vu strip chain in 1991 oh, wow. Yeah, the contest, the competition was held annually, and more competitions began to pop up following that. Mm. Yeah, the Miss Pole Dance World was held November two thousand five in Amsterdam. UK dancer Alina Gibson was the winner, but oh. she was, but she was disqualified the next day, and the title was given to the Japanese dancer Reiko um, Sumune. Because Alina Gibson was disqualified because of the removal of her tutu as she transformed from a ballerina to a pole dancer. Because it was considered stripping, which was against the rules. Now, there's a lot to unpack there. Um, And it it was obviously very controversial, especially considering her background. Um, And she was a trained professional ballerina and then got into a serious car accident and was forced to retire. Pole dancing was her return to dance. So that was a beautiful and personal moment in her routine. The other issue with the disqualification is that it was a huge public slight to strippers who are hugely to credit for pole dancing's Mm -hmm. popularization to begin with. Absolutely. Yeah, the no stripping tension is something that continues to this day. Yep. So in 2016, Daily Dot actually ran a story which covered the attempt by some pole dancers to distance themselves from strippers with their story, strippers talk, t- take back the hashtag, not a stripper. So the story utilized this hashtag, yes, a stripper, to support the origins of pole dance. In the social media platform Instagram, some pole dancers try to differentiate between their exercise method and the origin of the method by using not a stripper as a hashtag. Mm. The hashtag can be viewed as derogatory, and pole dancing strippers utilize yes, a stripper as a defense against the the denigration of their style of dance which is created and used for strip clubs right so yeah and it's true it's like why are we having a pole dancing competition but like you're not allowed we're scared of sex still right like that's the opposite of what this is all about you know like of course it's not inherently a sexual sexual art but claiming an art Disqualifying someone from an art for being too sexual? I don't know. It's, yeah. For stripping? Because she took her tutu off? Right. You can't even really, be really hard to do your pole routine in a tutu anyway. Pretty fucked up. Yeah, it's dirty. I don't like that. Yeah. I mean, so, thankfully, like, 
a lot of studios I've seen have been pretty open about being like a stripper positive sex sex positive space. Yeah. Um, especially in Los Angeles where this For whole sure. fitness studio was the first one to open. Um, so being in the city where, you know, this tension. Right. Kind of, well, this tension didn't start here because the competition, obviously, but like. Tension just grew here. Yeah, I think, you know, thankfully there's a lot of studios in Los Angeles that are very, like, sex positive. Yeah, but, absolutely. I mean. So the. Last thing is the popularization in media has been mm. huge. So Madonna had dancer Carrie Ann Inaba perform on a tall go-go pole. Carrie Ann Inaba? Yeah. I love her. Yeah, as they opened to her tour, The Girly Show, where she followed it by her erotica performance. Pole was featured on a Desperate Housewives episode mm. as well as on Ghost Whisperer. Shout out, Ghost <laughs> Whisperer. In 2009, Felix Kane brought pole dancing to Cirque du Soleil. Professional oh. wrestler Rima Saki brought a lot of media attention to pole dancing when she won 2010 Miss USA Beauty Pageant. Wow. Due to her previous win at a pole dancing competition a few years earlier. Very exciting. That's yeah. cool. Taiwanese pop singer Jolin Tsai pole danced in a few of her music videos as well as on her tour. Nice. So did uh, FK Twigs. FK Twigs, FK Twigs 2019 music video for yeah. Cellophane also had an effect on the number of pole dancers. Um, oh, a girl from the K-pop group Brown Eyed Girls, mm. um, Ga, G-A, mm. um, after, as well as a girl group after school, used pole dancing in her music videos. Wow. Yeah. In 2013, Rihanna's single Pour It Up music video featured pole dancer Nicole Williams. In 2019, movie Hustlers brought a lot of positive attention to pole dancing and stripping, which I do think we have Cardi B also a little bit to thank for that popularity. And she was also in the movie. She was a a pole dancer and a stripper as well, right? Yeah, yeah, Yeah. yeah, she actually was a stripper when she was younger. Um, But I think she had a very positive... um, yeah, definitely. Notable mention also, Nicki Minaj's Lee and Dorsey strippers. Oh, true, true, yeah. true. Um, and then also FKA Twigs in 2019. Right. Um, I which think she one, did some pole dance performances at shows as well. She probably did. I, I didn't write it so. on here, but I would believe you. Um, but FKA Twigs and Hustlers were part of the things I saw. That I was like, yeah. Oh. And, no, you know, TikTok, like, strip talk, um, hello, yeah. always ended up there. Yep. So nef- definitely notable mention to Strip Talk for it's creating a very largely positive perspective on stripping and pole dancing, but being realistic about, you know. Yeah, there's a lot of really good, like, outlets for it. Yeah, 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 I agree. Um, so there's kind of like a quick history of pole dancing. Nice. Very exciting. That was very cool. Yeah. So. Nice. Really quick. Yes. I was on People Who Do Ask Me Anything on Reddit. Mm. I thought it was a more popular Reddit, but there's really not that many people on it, really. But someone who was 20 years old, whose dad is 91 years old, did a question and answer thing. It was interesting. Mm. And then someone asked, because of his age, have you had to struggle with the possibility that you might lose him soon? 
which is so sad to have to think about it like 20 like i would be so scared if my parents were 90 right now yeah <laughs> um and he, but anyway they said yeah but i'm grateful for the amazing time i've had and still have with him which is a really nice thing to say actually yeah. a lot of people will never to experience that either way this man definitely has at least another decade in many ways which is cute <laughs> Um, question do you remember when you realized your dad was old or was it something you just knew or gradually gradually realized like being nine and looking at your dad versus like all the other dads and they answered and said it was definitely on my first day of kindergarten and when all of the kids were with their parents and that's the earliest memory I have of that and I just think it's really sad that somebody can be in kindergarten and already feel the social pressure of knowing that something about you is different yeah and that makes me really sad yeah like That's because it me it sounds may, but but maybe they don't mean different in a bad way but it comes across as if like it's you know when you're a kid you're insecure about something yeah. being different yeah ugh and so someone asked is it your mother's first marriage and did your dad have previous children before meeting your mother and he said yeah that was his mom's first marriage and yes he had children he has two siblings they're his half siblings they're in his 60s well i can't imagine being 20 right now and having siblings in their 60s i know my my dad had a very large age gap in in his brothers that's so trippy so i know so my dad is 50 something um but when he was in his 30s and 40s his brother was in his six 50s and 60s yes he well that was crazy um yeah, significantly older than than my dad and his twin. Yeah, wow. it, it, and I I forgot. I wish I knew the age gap better, but um, yeah, they had a really big age gap in his family. And he was like, by the time he like he was a kid, and they were already full adults, you know. Someone asked, "What does their dad do for a living before retiring?" Mm. In his 50s, which is crazy because he's old enough that he was able to retire in his 50s, which is also interesting. Well, yeah. Um, and what did your mom do for a living? How did they meet? And he said he was a civil engineer during my country's communist urbanist urbanization era. Wow. He was also a party member and mayor for his hometown during the 80s. After the revolution in 1989, he got into real estate and land industry, which the kids took reign of early on, and he retired he still did behind the scenes. This is like um, Dynasty. <laughs> he still did behind the scenes work for them. A long time after that, though, my mom was a notary trainee when they met, and they met at a New Year's Eve party. It is literally Dynasty. Yeah, for real. Someone asked, with someone whose parents are already in their 50s, early 60s, when I was born, um... And died before I finished my teenage years. I find I'm resentful that I didn't get as along with my parents and as my siblings. There's a 12-year age difference between me and my next oldest sibling, my sister, but only two years between her and my two brothers. The oldest is 64, 62, 60, and then 48. I never got to do a lot with my parents as they were both heavy smokers and had about as much energy as a power outage, which is like so sad. Sounds like my, this literally sounds like my dad's family. Oh, that's really sad. <laughs> when your eldest parent at 91, do you ever feel that you're not going to have long with your dad? And how do you feel knowing that he is, was already freaking old when you came along? Was he even able to play games with you? And the person answered and said, My dad never smoked in his life, 
and will kick you out of the house if you even dare to take out a cigarette in front of him. I don't think about death at the moment because he's very healthy and active. I can't imagine him dying in his current condition. I guess I could say that I wish he'd be younger but the class in the classic stuff, but truly, in a way, I'm glad that he was old because he had his life in order and was able to spend time with me and my mom 24-7. There were no fights over money, jobs, can't come to your school today because I have to work overtime, etc. And it just sounds like the difference to me between a normal person and a really fucking rich person having yeah, an old real. dad. Yeah. Because, like, he was only able to do that stuff because he was literally so rich he could retire at 50 and do whatever the fuck he wanted. Because his kids took over the business that he created. And he's so fucking rich. Yeah. You literally talked about how rich your dad was. Whatever. Um, yeah, that sounded like my dad's family, though. That oh, that's crazy. My grandma died when I was really young. I don't remember. I was pretty young. They both died when I was really young. But, yeah, they were they were big smokers then someone asked the last question that i thought was interesting the last question i thought was interesting was what was your relationship with your siblings like when you were a child and they said to this day it's definitely a parent-child kind of relationship which is so strange to me such a strange dynamic to me because my my siblings are all two years apart from me so there's no sense of sibling um being or not some sense of sibling there's no sense of like then being a parental figure in any yeah. way you know what um, i mean um, my dad never with having having brothers that were like adult age older than it him, still seemed and like it was brother. never really like parent. And and you know, I know I guess maybe him it really is individual to the family. Weren't like I don't know if they were crazy. They close. weren't around they that weren't much. Around. Like I know him and his brother were really close, and him and his sisters, they were all closer in age. But his two older brothers were so much older. They probably had their own lives, their own families. Yeah, they did. Yeah. By the time he was like born pretty much that's really strange to think about but even when i remember remember like going to their houses and stuff and it was it was never weird you know yeah they treated them like adults treat their siblings yeah like no different yeah um for the most part they just maybe it's just individuals of the family it it definitely is but it's just like it's interesting to hear yeah so i just thought that was super interesting and then one other one I thought was funny was Pocket the Pope said, I'm a test tube baby, ask me anything. IVF if you're boring. <laughs> and someone asked, what was it like living in a test tube for a bit? And they said, pretty all right, shitty views though. And someone said, how did you keep warm in the freezer? And they said, I knit a scarf. And then they said, so you had a womb with a view? <laughs> and so they said, a view, yes, but not a good view. I just thought that was really funny. funny. <laughs> um, they said, um, someone, someone asked, I'm going through IVF right now. How did your parents tell you or did you always know? Did knowing that you were conceived differently affect you in any way? These are things that I wonder about for my own future children. Which is a really good question. Because yeah. they actually care about what they do, affect, how what they do affects the future psyche of their child. I'm glad yeah. they're thinking about that. And they said, hi, I always knew my parents have never been fans of big or emotional discussions i don't remember finding out but i'd assume and be willing to bet that some science stuff was on tv and they just said oh that's how you were born at some point um it didn't when i was 12 ish i did start to have some issues with my self-esteem and overachieving to make sure their money was worth it which is actually really sad and still occasionally think like that but that is the result 
of MGD and busy parents not being an IVF baby. Mm. But that is kind of like But it's I don't, also an IVF well, baby only situation. Yeah, like I don't worry. Part. Well, I guess I do worry about my parents not being worth it in sense like they've invested a lot of money in yeah. me and I'm yeah, like yeah, I wanna yeah. make that's their true, money worth it. So I do understand it in that way. Even though my parents have never made me feel like it wasn't worth it. Um, but like also I've never been like, Oh, my parents spent a lot of money to have me, so now I need to make it worth it. Right. But they spent a lot of time raising me. Yeah. Which is So I guess it isn't really specific to an IVF baby, but Yeah. Anyway. Um, so just for literally any parent ever, it's important to remind your kids you care about them, you know? Because of course this True. isn't anything direct from IVF. And which I think is interesting. Yeah. So Very interesting. Yeah. But that's all I have. 